And just like that, we're live. Ta-da! Nice! Whee! Glad to hear it. Yeah. What did you guys have for dinner? Uh, salmon and rice. Oh, and I uh, had that for lunch. Nice. Uh, one of those, like, three meat marinara meals. Ooh. Like a, nice a pasta lunch. dish? Yeah. Nice. Right on. I had, a. Uh, had some leftover veggies, rice, and some pot stickers. Okay. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. So that's been pretty good over here. I also officially have my plane ticket to India this fall. Ooh. For nice. free. Nice. Um, yeah, since like since it's through like my girlfriend's whole thing, and she's obviously on a completely different time zone right now. I just kind of woke up to like, here it is, done. This is when you're coming. <laughs> sure yeah so that was a that was a good wake-up call this morning for sure but yeah that's been my week anything exciting going on with you two nope yeah no Mother not really visiting in like two weeks so nice sure. nice right on any exciting plans not really we're gonna go to banff classic of course yep what about you paul you going to banff anytime soon not anytime soon, no. Uh, I started watching that Tuca and Birdie, though. I guess that happened. Oh, the week. new season? Yeah. I like okay. it. It's pretty Episode good. three? I, honestly, I like it the first three episodes so far more than, like, all of season two. It went back oh, to the wow. weird absurdist okay. thing that, like, the first season did. It's just silly, weird shit going on all the time. It's pretty I, good. I like season two a lot. There's a lot of really funny moments that I still, like, reference... But um, I did think episode three was pretty good. It, and while we're talking yeah. about TV shows, uh, the rehearsal started. The rehearsal is amazing. Yep. Nathan Fielder's uh, new show. And it's just it's just so nice seeing him starring in a show again since it's been yeah. uh, so long and he's been like behind the scenes. But it, for anyone who's a big Nathan for you fan, this is like one long Nathan for you sketch. Um, so that first episode was fantastic. It is psychotic in the perfect way it is so good <laughs> i i really so you watched the first episode obviously i love yeah. when he has to like feed him the answers so they go on a walk and the guy's yeah. like oh yeah there's a hostage situation going down there and it's like <laughs> curse the chinese for creating gunpowder <laughs> yeah that'll oh my god it's so good it's like the weirdest villain just ever and then at the end it's like the big reveal about everything it's so good also it's better to almost just watch that thing just knowing if you like nathan fielder you should just not look up what it's about oh, for sure yeah but uh yeah that's a cool thing i do agree if you don't know nathan fielder you should go watch nathan for you because that is a fantastic yeah. show absolutely i've been for whatever reason the algorithm on twitter has been feeding me a bunch of like really old nathan fielder sketches from when he was on like cbc uh and those have been oh, okay. pretty hilarious too there's one where he's like interviewing like the the ceo of this of this of cbc and he's like oh yeah so do you like do you like our show do you watch it and he's like yeah of course i think you guys do a great job and he's like cool what what interview of mine did you like and he like sidesteps the question and nathan's like you know he didn't really answer it like come on what, yeah. what was your favorite interview and he's like i don't i don't really want to like pick favorites and he's like just name one and the guy's like, the guy's like, don't, don't do this. And he's like, just name one interview. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Um, yeah, very enjoyable. 
Yeah. He's a, he's a psycho. I love it. I love Nathan so much. He's so good. Absolutely. For sure. Um, I'll also give a shout out only murders in the building new season. That's great as well. There's a lot of really new what we do in the shadow season is great. There's I'm watching so much great stuff right now. Yeah, a lot of stuff is coming out. Any TV on your plate, John? You watching anything at all? Nope, not at all. Fair enough. Just not really in the mood. I feel like if I'm going to watch anything like I feel like I'm going to watch like a movie or something like that like i have john wick too i have a bunch of stuff i want to catch up on okay sure yeah with four coming out they just put that photo up first image of john wick four today nice all right well i know you've been playing stuff so why don't we talk about video games on the top-down perspective for july 21st i'm sean booker paul fleck john wheeler uh, and John, let's start with you because I want to. I have it downloaded. I want to play some Hot Wheels DLC. Yeah, the only thing I really played on my spare time was Hot Wheels uh, Forza Five DLC, or the other way around, I guess. Forza Five's Hot Wheels DLC. Uh, that is Hot Wheels. It's actually pretty cool. Did you play so, the Forza Three Hot Wheels? No, no, I okay. not. So right. I don't have any like comparison for it, but. The map size seems pretty good. There's a lot of like a lot of like weird loops and everything. It definitely feels very Hot Wheelsy. There's like only one like weird plastic toy thing they put in there. So like there's only like one like little fire breathing dragon, but they put in like the little like wind turbines, they put in like speed boost pads, like water slides, stuff like that, but like there's like no like weird spider trying to lock you in place or any of the other stuff that's in like the actual Hot Wheels video games. I was I did see like a little rundown. I think there's three dragons, but it could also be maybe it's the same dragon three times or something. It might be it, the same dragon three times. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's still pretty good for a racing game to have any dragons as far as uh, I'm concerned. I feel like if any racing game was going to have more dragons, I would have expected Forza Horizon, I guess. OK. All right. How many dragons are you needing then? I don't know. Let's go like five at least. Five dragons. Two more. Okay. All right. But yeah. So, um. There's like three quadrants or three sections rather to the uh, actual map. And they're all like, oh, here's the jungle theme. Like, here's the winter theme, stuff like that. Um, and you just kind of zip back and forth between the different sections. There's like all these the standard challenges. There's like the speed, uh, speed limit tests and everything else, drift ranges and stuff. Uh, it just seems really fun. Like it's nice and high, high speed. You get like, I think, a dozen new Hot Wheels cars. Nice. And there's like okay. three main ones they they promote to you, but then it's like you can get other ones through like super spins or like just doing challenges and stuff like that. Did you pick this up specifically or do you have like the season pass or uh, I picked it up specifically because a yeah. friend of mine wanted to actually play it. And I was like, all right, I'll pick it up. Yeah, that's I what have, I did as well. Twitch gave me the season pass on PC, but I've been playing it on oh, console okay. and it doesn't transfer. So I'm just like, ah, crap. Well, I guess I'll just play it this way. Sure. Nice. Yeah, I usually find the season passes are pretty good. The The content they put in there uh, are usually quite enjoyable and pretty substantial. I don't remember, like, last one was obviously Lego, and I think there was, like, a big snowy mountain or something they put in there. Yeah, Lego uh, was, I think, Forza 4, Horizon 4s, yeah. Yep. That was a cool one, too. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I, I always like the fun little toy with stuff they do. It's pretty enjoyable. Yeah, no, seems pretty good. I think you'll like it. Uh, that's pretty much all I've been playing that's not stream-related. Okay, uh, Paul, what do you want to talk about? 
Uh, so I forgot to talk about this last week. I didn't actually play it this week. I played it two weeks ago. Uh, last uh, called BBS, the sure. last, as they say, Zachtronics game uh, that they're making or whatever. Right. Um, that thing or is he's really, making, really cool. isn't it? Oh, like a guy, Zach. Yeah, Zach. <laughs> yeah, and I've also prob- been hearing conflicting reports on whether or not this is actually going to be the last one. Okay, sure. Um, the way this is set up is that you could just infinitely pipe things in. So what Last Call BBS is, is you load it up and it loads you into a like fake old retro style Japanese computer yeah. um, that and there's like kind of a story and through line going on in there that I think like either an old coworker, your brother or something. No, I think your brother gives that to you and like it's something that they worked on or something back in the day that he found and thought you would like or whatever. Um, and it, it's just kind of a desktop and you can click around and look at different stuff. There's a uh, really weird solitaire game on there. But the big thing is that there is a icon for a bbs system uh which was a thing back in the like mid 90s and early 90s where you could dial in to a server essentially and uh think almost irc like but more like less chat room and more just like a giant message board that you could also download files from so it's that recreated and the idea of the get this thing is that you log in to the BBS and it'll give you a random mini game uh, and you have to wait for well, that it's thing. It's not random. You like select which one you want to download, right? There's a list. Yeah. 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 So you uh, download one. It takes however long it would actually take. So you have to just wait there looking at a bar for like a minute or two. You can play solitaire if you want while you wait. Uh, then when that downloads, right. well, you can. It's like it's like an actual like three minute timer. You have to wait. It for depends. Video. On, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like you can't speed this up. Um, and then the timer, like, so I, so I played like a very little bit of it. Um, mm-hmm. I think I got to like the second timer and I was like, yeah, I'll sure. I'll come back to this when the timer's done, but I haven't yet. But like after you download, it's like you've used up your bandwidth for the time. Come back in 15 minutes and you can download right. something else. So this was also a thing with BBS systems. If you downloaded something, uh, they would, you had a quota or whatever that you were given. Sure. Um, and, I think it wasn't usually 15 minutes. It was like, depending what it is, oh, come back tomorrow or like a few days from now because this is 1993. We can't just give you 83 megabytes. Are you crazy? Right. This is this. They're in this game. They're creating kind of an artificial scarcity to harken back to give you yeah. kind of those vibes. Yeah. But without making you log in every day, it rather just wait 15 minutes or whatever. And yeah. in that 15 minutes, you can like have that window up in the background on this digital desk this fake desktop while you play the game that you downloaded or whatever it's super super cool uh more than anything it's just aesthetically super pleasing uh but yes it is i could see it being the last major release that that dude puts out and like he just updates it with little gimmicks or things that like he wants to because from what i was reading and hearing about apparently he got like He's wanted to stop game development so that he wanted this to be kind of his last thing because he got like a real world job that he was more passionate about or something. Yeah, I so. believe he became like a like a high school teacher. Um, oh, really? And he went off to do and he went off to do that. So this was the last one. And then from what I was understanding, he didn't enjoy it. 
So he's like, well, I, I know that what I want to do is something involving developing games. So I wouldn't. It sounds like there, he might come okay. back and develop some games. Sure. OK, that makes sense. I mean, he's good at it. He makes some really interesting, really interesting things. Uh, I've only tried a few, I would say, of the mini games so far, because some of them it's a Zachtronics game. Like some of them, I just feel like I'm a fucking moron and I can't understand how to get through it. So. It's it's that Uh, one of the ones I really like, though, is I like the standard programming one where you are like running a food court stand of some sort. I've heard that specific one is a lot of people's favorite is the food one. Yeah, that one's cool. It's a standard programming game of like making little putting machines together so that this one spits out a thing of nachos and then you have a machine that puts up the cheese and you mix them together and like it serves it yeah it's cool it's a standard zactronics programming thing another cool one is there's one where you just it's gunpla you just put together mechs like toy mechs you punch them out and like snap them together or whatever like that's pretty neat just a whole bunch of really cool little things in there but i think that product is just fantastic and the fact that it's on game pass so if you have that you can just download pc game pass pc game Pass, uh, yeah. you can just download it. it is phenomenal i think that thing is so cool and it's uh so unlike so many games <laughs> that it's just worth checking out especially if you have like any nostalgia for the 90s and like i guess late 80s i don't have that's what i'm wondering is like 80s. do you see like a gen zer having any interest in this game or is the nostalgia kind of driving a lot of it a very specific gen zer yes but no generally no i yeah. don't think so like i'm just wondering if like even the whole download thing they would look at it and just be like oh you know instead of it being like oh this is fun because i remember doing this it's like this sucks i want my instant gratification I could have had my chicken dinner in PUBG by now or yeah, something. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, um, that thing's cool. Just a public service that people should play it. Uh, I've spent a job's worth of time this week in Power Wash Simulator. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is a good metric of time. I like that. Well, OK, a part time job. It's about 28 hours. I found out uh, that game is not impressive in any way that you think is like oh yeah the gameplay loops phenomenal like it's exactly what you think but it is so zen and just like putting on a podcast and just kind of turning down for the night and like i'm gonna clean this plane or like i'm gonna clean this uh metro bathroom or whatever and just the instant gratification of seeing a job well done mixed with the like little burst of happiness you get anytime you clean a specific thing it makes a nice little like ping sound and like it shows a number go up it is programmed to just make you feel good the whole time you're doing it even though it's kind of a slug honestly (laughs) it's kind of like i feel like there's a similar vibe with like unpacking where it's like no i'm just going to kind of do this 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 one specific task and i'm going to just feel good about this room at the end of the uh, when i'm done sure uh this also got me down a rabbit hole of um what i'll call yard talks or long talks where it's just lawn work tiktoks of people just like mowing the grass and it's really like calm well it's sped up so you're not just watching somebody for like an hour do a little uh like a yard or something 
Okay. Uh, but it's the same kind of idea of just, I don't know, putting everything right or something. I'm going to say this whole lawn thing. This is some, this is some big dad energy. Uh, yeah. You're, you're giving off the, the, um, even the, the uh, comments on those videos are just like saying how dads be like, and then like exploding head or whatever. <laughs> just like, yeah, it's true. Sure. It's true. Yeah. Yep. But, um, and then, of course, Power Wash Simulator, uh, like I've been talking with people and they're like, we should just Power Wash stuff. It's like, yeah, but it's different when you're on in the sun in 30 degree weather, log- looking around this heavy equipment and like actually yeah. not having infinite water and like some things won't get clean no matter what you do. You have to get down and scrub it like there. <laughs> it's different. It's not this, you don't want to do this for a job necessarily. This is, this is the whole thing of like, oh, why don't you just play a real guitar when I'm over here playing Guitar Hero? And yeah, it's like no, that takes hate, actual effort. <laughs> I hate that whole thing. It's like you could be doing this. It's like yeah, I could also be learning a language. Like I'm playing a video game though. That's what I want to do. Um, yeah. Power Simulator is great. I definitely would not have checked it out if it wasn't on Game Pass because that seems like something I just wouldn't buy. For myself but now i'm starting to wonder like is that lawn mowing simulator is that is that any oh, good no. was, this is how was, you go down this path my dude this, yeah this is how this is how it starts it's, you're reaching your final form and you're gonna yeah. get into like woodworking and stuff shortly. oh dude you don't even know for the last month i found this dude who does woodworking on a lathe <laughs> on youtube and i just like go to sleep with those videos because they're so good <laughs> <laughs> those videos sure. are the best Sure. I mean, I'm sure we all have this. John, do you have what? What's your biggest dad energy uh, flex you got going? What for like a game? Probably the cross, no, right? No, no, just in in, in general. Like jo- Paul's looking at lawn mowing videos. There's got to be something you're doing that's like this. I this- literally have to do yard work. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I sure. I've fixed our dishwasher. I've like fixed our toilet. Like those are some dad points. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I've, I've done a bunch of things. I've had to install like brackets and mounts and like shit on walls and stuff like that yeah the last time i tried to install something on the wall that wasn't just like a nail to hang a picture uh the bike fell out of the ceiling and now i have two holes in my ceiling that i taped (laughs) over and try not to think about so so all i'm saying is i wear the youngest uh host of this podcast badge with pride (laughs) sure yep we're gonna die sooner uh i also like black licorice that's all i've been playing that is a that is absolute dead energy right there black (laughs) licorice that's crazy i do i like black licorice Um, uh i thought saying that we were gonna die first was i was like what what well i guess it's both (laughs) both of those jesus (laughs) yep um all right i've been playing a whole bunch of stuff uh let's start with green day rock band the game i know everyone's asking about they want to know now that i've experienced it um another fun fact about guitar hero games yeah did you know in 2009 activision activision put out five distinct hero branded games that don't include like the ds spinoff ones like actual full-fledged hero titles they put out five in one year five I, no i didn't know that i believe this 100 percent. they flooded the market like fucking crazy it was it was insane i was going through and i was because all my all my rhythm games showed up in the last week and i was like i should play through these 
like in order that they came out. So I can kind of see like how it evolved a little bit, which features they added and removed, blah, blah, blah. And I was looking through, they put out five in one year and I'm not even including like rock band games just in the hero series. But yeah, anyway, Mm -hmm. um, I'm playing green Day rock band first, which is not actually the, the earliest, but it was just the one that showed up first. So that's that's what I started with. Green Day rock band is kind of interesting when you compare it to the Beatles rock band, which would obviously be its closest counterpart. Because like with the Beatles rock band, all the Beatles is finished. So you get this like all encompassing, like here is a collection of what the Beatles are as far as, you know, harmonics is concerned and and through a rock band lens. When Green Day rock band comes out in in 2010, Green Day is not done. So you get kind of this hyper specific look at like, I don't know, the first half of what is so far what we know as Green Day. And then it just like stops. So that's already kind of different from from the Beatles, for sure. The the licensing is also different uh, or, or kind of interesting because it seems like and this is what I'm just kind of picturing as I'm as I'm going through these track lists. The more popular the album or the more cur- recent the album was, they were able to license the entirety of it or they chose to license the entirety of it because they have all of Dookie. They have all okay. of American Idiot and of they course. have all of the one after American Idiot, 21st century something. 21st century breakdown. There you go. See, now I should preface this. I'm not a huge Green Day fan. And yeah, um, I stopped listening after Dookie myself. I pr- I pretty much kind of started and stopped in like the first four songs of American Idiot because once Jesus of Suburbia starts, it's like this song is nine minutes long and I just never got past <laughs> it. Okay, fair. <laughs> um. So, you know, I'm like finally listening to more of that album and being like, oh, there's like half a song I actually like in the later half of this album. Anyways, so they license all of 21st Century Breakdown, which includes like two songs that only have vocals. So you can't play them with any other instrument in this game. Yeah, that sounds right. Interesting. Which is is such a weird thing to add into a rock band game like there's no way they would have ever chosen to release these songs as like DLC, right? Because who would? Who would purchase just a vocals only track from what yeah. i remember this game actually came out like the same time like the same month that 21st century it was, it was very out. yeah they're very close together i think 21st century might have actually been the year before but it was definitely pretty close uh, to the release um which makes me assume when it ter- comes to like the licensing deals they were just like well we're not going to license 95 percent of this album because that would just be a weird thing to do and that would also come off odd in, in, in a negotiation, I'm assuming, if they're like, no, we don't want this song, <laughs> but we'll take the rest of them. So I'm assuming they just got this package deal to put into the game. But anyways, that's just kind of a weird thing. And yeah, so I'm playing through that and I'm almost done it. <clears throat> cool. Um, and then I have like five other. Oh, I should say Green Day Rock Band. The export does not work. Rock Band Track Pack Volume 2. The export does work. So I was able to put those into uh, Rock Band 4. Okay. For for because I know everyone's asking and, and curious. I mean, it's good, yeah, info to have. <laughs> Why not? In 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 the year of our Lord, twenty twenty two, for sure. Yep. Um. All right. I played a bunch of other stuff, uh, including finishing off Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Okay. I bought the season pass, or I bought the edition of the game that had the season pass. The DLC in this game is laughably bad. Um. Oh. typically the expansions to the the borderlands games are pretty decent like you're getting a whole little story 
you're getting like a four hour chunk, a whole new zone. It's got a whole handful of quests. They they did away with that whole structure. And what they did instead is, first off, none of the voice actors are back. So mm. Tiny Teen is not back. They didn't get Andy Samberg. They didn't get Wanda Sykes. So none of none of the quote unquote celebrity voice actors are back. They have just one woman. With this new character kind of doing the narration. And the way they set it up is it's like there's these three there's, there's three chunks of DLC and each one of them is like five stages. You play through the stage and they're like, cool, you unlocked this stage now on a hard difficulty. That's and it's the same for all three of them. So they want you to replay each of these DLC challenge rooms four times. There's your DLC. Oh, like that's it. You just it gets a little bit harder. I, that's, I yeah, theoretically the loot would get a little bit better, but yeah. we we found getting the loot from the like currency outside of it was a lot better because it gives you like a special currency you can then spend outside of these DLC. <laughs> but just the idea of like, hey, you did it. Why don't you go do that three more times? And then that's a whole DLC chunk. It's like this is nonsense. <laughs> um, I did it all because I was so close to just having done everything in that game, but wow was that a letdown yeah that sounds terrible <laughs> uh what isn't a letdown though is i played through all of escape academy okay uh how difficult are these puzzles in there i don't think they're that difficult um okay i i play a lot of puzzle games though um mm -hmm. and and i also played it in co-op so there was two of us so okay. for those who don't know escape academy is basically like a series of escape rooms that you're going through it's it, you know they're it's very kind of like mist like in terms of you're in like an area you have to go around and see like okay this is giving me three numbers oh and there's a lock over here that's asking for three numbers and this will unlock this which will give me an item to use over here which will unlock this and, and you know like an escape room yeah um with a with a like you know shoestring of a narrative where you're at an academy for escape room students and learning to become the best escapers you can be escapists or whatever uh okay the narrative is silly and extremely uh obvious and it's just you know it's not really the draw there you're yeah. here to play the the 10 puzzle rooms that they have set up and they have yeah. different versions like some of the puzzle rooms would be like oh no and water's rising so you better make sure you unlock this ladder and get to the next floor quickly and yada yada but it is it is very i think co-op focused you can do it single player the fun thing about co-op is much like it takes two or a way out is you will see your partner's screen. So you're seeing okay. what they're looking at, which is really useful because it'll be like, hey, can you stay looking at this, you know, clue while I go over to the input thing? Because I need to see what you, uh -oh. that thing says so I know how to input it. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, the game yeah. does tell you at the beginning, you should probably grab a piece of paper and a pencil. Um, which yeah. you might want to do as well. But having the two of us uh, was usually fine enough. And then it's a really great co-op experience of us walking around and just kind of being like, all right, I have three chalices here. So, you know, just trying to convey all the information each of us have. And it's like, oh, wait, didn't you say something about like four different colors? I found something where you can input colors and then we can go back and yada, yada. Uh, I think Escape Academy is very fun. They definitely set it up for like, year at the end of year one so there could be like you know your your sophomore year at the escape academy and and the d the devs have already come out with like a roadmap and, and there's going to be dlc which I, i'm going to happily pay for some dlc 
Have you ever played or any interest in the We Were Here series? Because this sounds exactly like it would be up your alley. Oh, We Were Here? I don't think I've even heard of that. We Were Here is a co-op like puzzle games, and there's We Were Here, We Were Here 2, We Were Here Together, and We are Were Here Forever. There's four of these, and they're apparently phenomenal, people say. So it sounds like it would be super up you, your alley, you and your buddy there. Yeah. Wait, this first one's free? Uh, Yeah, the first one is, but the rest of them, I think they're like chapter based or they have some sort of through line through them. Okay, I'll have to look into these because these do look cool. And um, well, I mean, the real question is, uh, are do these not Steam Deck compatible, unsupported? So like, I guess people have tried dead, dead to me. As far as I'm concerned, why would I even bother? Just nonsense. Yeah, I'll have to look into that. That's a a good recommendation. Escape Academy's on Game Pass. I highly recommend it. I think it's super fun. Otherwise, I think it's like a $15, maybe $20 game. Sure. Uh, I also played through a game called Mothman 1966. This one I'm excited to hear about. I've been eyeing this. Yeah, this is basically just a visual novel with some like really light puzzle elements here and there it is primarily though just a visual novel it is maybe two hours long at max if you're maybe if you're a slow reader this is like this is closer to like an hour and a half it is basically you are sitting down and watching just a a movie of some like pulpy 80s schlocky horror going on about you know two teens driving into the woods coming across like a weird gas station and then you know monster of the week shows up yeah, I liked it. I think it did like, you know, it, it totally succeeds in just being a, you know, pulpy, uh, you know, kind of basically a movie you're sitting down and you're watching this movie. There's some cool little visuals. It's all pixel art, but they do some some fun uh, visuals just with the pixels alone. And it goes to some pretty like silly places, uh, you know, fans of Twilight Zone, fans of Archie's weird mysteries. Uh, sure. Oh, probably, wow. Yeah. Would probably uh, enjoy this game. Uh, I think it's like eight or nine dollars. It's a it's a short little thing. Yeah, I also think it's on absolutely everything. But uh, again, it's called Mothman 1966. It's by like a two person team, uh, I think, in like South America. And they're yeah. already working on uh, a Barney second Lake. Yeah, that's yeah. coming out. They said this year. So well, there's knows? a there's a playable demo for that game in this game. Oh, is there? Okay. Yeah, on the main. Yeah, I was going to ask, the, are you going to play Varney Lake now? I'll, yeah, I'll probably check it out. Like, I enjoyed my time with this. Uh, I I also just kind of really liked the whole bite sized nature of it. Like, this is a yeah. movie in length. I basically sat down and watched a fun little movie about Mothmen <laughs> and weird sure. animals and shit. And yeah, it was cool. Mothmen 1966. Cool. Uh, the last game that I've been playing, which apparently all of Twitter has been playing, is Stray. Mm-hmm. Which oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Otherwise known as the cat game. Um, I'm sure everyone has seen everyone playing this on Twitter or their cat has been watching them play it on Twitter. Um, which I'm honestly kind of surprised how popular this game is. I feel like people it, like cats. I yeah, which I don't get because cats are kind of assholes. So like, yeah. People, People like really assholes. like cats. Yeah. Um, I don't have anything against cats. My cat growing up sucked. So, you know, 
I don't have a huge affinity towards cats. Dogs now. Now you're talking. That's a pet. That's a friend right there, as far as I'm concerned. Um, but you anyways, the game. I both cat cat owners. Let me tell you about Stray. It's a game where you play as a cat and there's other cats and the cat does cat things like every time you come across a carpet, you can scratch it up because you're an asshole. Or if you come across <laughs> a door, you can scratch the door because I guess cats have nothing better to do than ruin this door. Um, I will say, though, this game looks fantastic. The environments, the lighting is good. I personally don't think the cat actually looks all that good, especially like the fur. Um, but maybe that's just me because I don't see anyone else complaining about how the cat looks. But I'm sitting here being like, I don't know, man, this looks kind of blocky. Like these are not distinct fur. Like where, where's my like, where's my individual furs here? But anyways, the cat animation's great. It'll rub against stuff. It'll when you put you get a little like backpack kind of harness thing when you put it on. The cat like gets real low. Like it doesn't like that there's something on it and it's trying to get underneath it. Like. Yeah, you've seen sense. a cat you're like that's a cat. this is what cats do um so everything you're saying is like yeah i know i'm i'm into it uh what is the game because everything that every video they've shown it looks like you're a cat walking and cool shit's happening that you're not controlling so it seems like it might be boring and i need you to tell me there's actually a reason to play it besides the cute factor so it is it is like light puzzle solving um okay you're kind of just traversing like environments. Uh, you know, it starts off pretty like corridor walking along and you're just kind of moving throughout things every now and then some like enemies will chase you and you need to run faster and whatnot. Okay. The main crux of the story that I've, I've put a baby like two hours in, which I think is like three, one third of the game. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> um, is you you used to live on the outside which is nice green everything looks nice with some other cats but then you kind of fell by, by like missing a jump into the main area of this game which seems to be like there are these creatures that eat everything there are these like scurrying sure. almost look like head crabs um Ooh. and all the okay. humans are gone and the only thing that's left are these robots but they also don't like the head crabs so for all I know, maybe the head crabs can also eat them. Um, <laughs> okay, sure. And right now, my my goal is to kind of get out of this. It, it's almost like a Final Fantasy VII Midgar situation where there's like a right. lower slum and then there's like a city on top of it, which is the higher ups. And I'm trying to get to like the higher up people right now. But okay. One of the kind of the main main gameplay things I went through was when you get to meet the robots, it opens up and you can traverse around like these multi-layer structures and it's not like it's not an and that like an action game. You're not jumping whenever you want. It is very like you are going up to a wall that maybe has a window on it and a toggle for do you want to jump on this window will pop up because you can't just bounce around as this cat. You can't you're not double jumping. You're not jumping whenever you want. You are specifically jumping on specific ledges and, and traversing the area, going into different rooms and being like, OK, I'm looking for a book in this room where how can I get access to this book? And that could be like. I need to knock these uh, these pages over so that I get a code for the safe. You also have a little robot companion that can kind of interact with things that a cat would not be able to. Sure. Um, okay. The robot can also talk, and it's it's kind of not really designated whether or not the cat actually understands or if the cat's just like a cat. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, but you do have a little robot buddy who's also trying to, like, get its memories back. 
Um, and yeah, for the most part, it's like some light puzzle solving. It's mostly like a traversal game. I was kind of getting like Last Guardian vibes where it's just like you just kind of need to get through this area. But Last Guardian is a little puzzlier than I would have said for this one. Um, I do understand the later half of this game. You get some sort of weapon. So you start fighting these things in some way. Interesting. So would you say you found the time slightly mechanically boring? Because like it sounds like the other stuff is fine. The world building and all that stuff. That sounds fine. And the cute cat. But like. Is you it sounds even like the puzzly stuff isn't necessarily I'm enjoying even. traversing the environments and, and like okay. you get straight up kind of almost side quest esque things when they do expand out of like, oh, if I find three cans, I can bring it back to this thing and then they'll give me yada yada. And there's there's collectibles to find. So I, I enjoyed kind of going around that area and like kind of filling in the gaps of like what happened here and stuff like that. So I, okay. I like that. Keep yeah. in mind, though, I'm also a walking simulator fan, so I don't need a ton of gameplay mechanics to enjoy the game. That's fine. The problem I have with this games like this is that at some point the discourse online is all, oh my god, look at the cute cat. And it's like, yes, that awesome. I get it. I need to know if this thing is worth buying and playing, though. <laughs> yeah, that's I've, I've also been kind of curious because this game is like so blown up on Twitter. And I almost feel like the persona it has outside of the game is larger than what the game is, because I don't feel yeah. like this game is actually doing anything that impressive. Right. And, I, and like I said, I don't think the cat <laughs> looks that great. Um, <laughs> I mean, everything I've seen looked fine, but I also haven't been watching video or playing it, so I can't say either way. <laughs> um, so part of me does just think a lot of it is like, oh, cat game. And I, and the marketing definitely like leaned into like, look at this cute cat. Look at this cat. Yeah. You know, it'll hit a paint can off. Like, it's adorable. So, everything yeah. about that stuff. But like you saying... It's maybe think of it more like a walking simulator. I kind of have an expectation that's okay. Like, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I think if you're okay with walking simulators, you'll be fine with this. This is this is mechanically more complex than a walking simulator, but not a ton. Do not go into okay. this thinking like you're going to jump and wall run in any way. Yeah. You're going to be racing around and doing stuff. You, you know, you're, you're going to be kind of slowly looking kind of through an environment. I, I do think thematically you should think of like Last Guardian kind of as, as okay as a sticking point there um, great i was gonna yeah. say this sounds a lot more like an adventure game based yeah on no i would call it yeah. kind of more adventure game but you know definitely not point and click and you there, you there is definitely more moving mechanics than like your typical telltale one where you're just basically walking around and talking to people but yeah i would i would say that a lot of the like gameplay of it is kind of you're walking to one area doing a small puzzle walking to another to give this person the item that you just got and then they're going to give you a different item that you're going to bring over here and there is straight up like get these wires and bring it to this person and they will turn this these wires into a coat for you and then you can give the coat to the cold robot and stuff like that yeah that sounds great i just needed to know because pe- the way people talk about this thing it's literally just oh my god so cute <laughs> so i needed to hear what this game actually is without just watching a video that'll spoil something <clears throat> Uh, yeah, I mean, the narrative is not like a huge thing, so I feel like you could definitely watch uh, a, a video of kind of the gameplay and it would not spoil anything for you. It is on PlayStation Plus, which so I subscribed to that because that was like the cheapest way to get access to it. Um, I also understand the PC version of it is kind of buggy, 
So if you have the option of playing yeah. the PlayStation version, it sounds like that's the more stable one. Um, On PS5, right? How does the PS4 version? I don't know if there is a PS4 version. There is apparently. There I is. have people tell yeah. me that there is. Oh, okay. I, d- I just don't know how it is. I haven't heard. I haven't anything heard about anything it. about the PS4 version. I didn't know it existed. Okay, <laughs> okay fair enough. Uh, I'm also hearing that they have patched it, so maybe it's oh, okay. better on PC. Who knows? Sure. I know there's a there's a 10% off discount on the Steam version because I was really trying to decide like, where should I get this? Should I get it on PlayStation Plus? Should I get, if I get it on Steam, I can play it on my Steam Deck. Although here's another fun thing with the Steam Deck I did this week is I figured out how to get a PS5 remote play working. So I was just playing okay. some like Horizon Forbidden West on my Steam Deck in bed the other night. It was working great. Nice. Uh, so that was pretty cool. And that's the big batch of games that I have been playing. Cool. Nice. John, have you tried out your Steam Deck at all yet? Uh, I've played one game on it. How, how do you like it? How do you f- like it? It seems all right. Like uh, the wider stance seat feels comfortable. Um, problem was I was playing it when I was doing the first charge, so I didn't get to play with it loose. But uh, oh, okay. Yeah, no, like it, uh, it, it feels pretty good. The buttons are good. The speakers on that thing are phenomenal. Holy cow. Looks good. I love that it has a night mode for the display because I'm primarily playing it like in bed before I go to sleep. And I love that I can, mm. you know, cut out some of that blue light. Nice. Yeah, I like there's like a lot of little things that I like. I like that you can customize the weird digital keyboard you're using on your screen. You can use your steam points if you got a bunch to just get a bunch of extra ones. Uh, I like I said, I haven't had a full run of it yet. Like I just played around with it a little bit and left it at that. I'm going to be playing Rogue Legacy 2 on it at some point in the next week or two. So nice. what, what did nice. you play on it already? So far, just Donut Dodo, which is just like a little arcade retro game. Cool. cool. Nice. Right now, I'm looking to try and find a um, reliable way of getting Xbox remote play working, which I ha- which from the reading I've done, I have not successfully found that yet. But I would love to get that going at some point. But yeah, I use Game Pass uh, the uh, X Cloud on it all the time, and it runs fantastic. Nice. All right, let's do some news. Start off with a quick one. Mario Strikers DLC was announced, and I guess it was yeah. What's just today. Uh, so this added today, it added two new characters, one new court and one new piece of armor. Is this enough to make it worth while? Because I know, John, you were kind of eh on I, this. I'm on the fence about it, but apparently also uh, I got sent the patch notes at some point and apparently they tweaked the AI a little bit, which that would okay. be one of my biggest complaints. But it's a, still a game where like if you're doing only single player content, you are going to be sorely disappointed. But if you're playing okay. multiplayer, then like it's it's definitely up there. Okay. Yeah. If you're going in for a single player experience, don't bother. If you're going in for a multiplayer experience, you'll be fine. You have to ask yourself when it comes to this update, how much do you like Daisy and Shy Guy? Oh, I like Shy Guy. Yeah. Love his good designs. Additions. Good decisions. <laughs> Dude, Shy Guy. So every character, if they get scored on enough, has like a I'm mad or I'm sad kind of animation for getting scored on. Shy okay. Guy's is so depressing because he literally just doesn't <laughs> say a word. He just stares at the camera and then the camera pans behind him and you just see his shadow stretched out over the field and he's just staring at it. It's hilarious. Everyone's been dunking on it today. It's been so that, funny. That's too real. Too yeah. real. <laughs> I'm probably going to try it again now that the, apparently the AI has been tweaked a little because that was one of the big gripes. Sure, yeah. But yeah, they've announced that they're doing three free DLC packs. 
I don't know if that means they're doing any more after that or if the game is done at that point. No one's really sure because apparently the data mining said that it looked like there was room for 10 characters. But if they stick with the same pattern, it's that's only going to get to six-ish. So I'm curious to see how it is. Or I'm curious to see what else they add and how often. Because what, this game came out a month ago? Yeah, a little over a month ago. Yeah. So, we'll see. Yeah. Paul, you added this next story. I did. Uh, TennoCon happened. Uh, which is the Warframe event thing that happens every year. They announce a right. bunch of stuff. It, Montreal, is that right? Where it happens? Yeah. I would assume so, yeah. Okay. I, I know it's Eastern Canada. I just can't remember what city. Um, Digital Extremes? Is that the name Digital of it? Digital Extremes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so they announced a bunch of stuff. Uh, they announced the new frame coming, Cyanax. Uh, not nothing too specific about that. Uh, they announced the next um, update to the game uh, called what's it called? Veil Breaker. Yeah. That's going to focus around a character that people really like in that game. So that's cool. Also, uh, co-op Archon boss battles uh, is coming to that. The big thing, one of the bigger things here, is they announced something called the Duviri Paradox, which from what I can tell, I didn't watch the stream because it was happening while I was doing some other stuff. So I've been just kind of catching up on bits and pieces. From what I can tell, it's kind of almost more of a standalone mode in this game that's more roguelite-ish with some like random generation and runs essentially to it. Okay. Seems cool. Um, yeah, why not, right? At this point, <laughs> they've added so much into that game that why not add another thing that when I inevitably play again, I just won't understand how this works because there's so much. Uh, The big one for me specifically, cross-play and cross-saves, they're working on getting that working, which is great because I have that game on the Switch and on PC. And like the reason why I haven't played any on the Switch, it's because, oh, I don't want to start again. (laughs) Like I want my my file or whatever my frames and all that stuff i get it man yep yeah that's big and then they kind of ended with a showstopper they are taking the leads right now from warframe off to do a new thing called soul frame which they haven't which is obviously a souls like well so people have been saying it's definitely closer to that but it's not souls ish but i mean of course, they're saying that because they don't want to be compared to something. I think they want to pretend like they're doing their own thing. But like, listen to this. So Soul Frame is a new title or whatever, and it is a slower fantasy melee based thing <laughs> instead of space ninjas. So, yeah, it's it's probably Souls like in a lot of I, ways. I mean, I'm, I was more just kidding. I think they came out and said it is not a souls like we're just using the word soul. Um, who knows what it, exactly it will end up being. But I think it's pretty cool of them. That they are making a new game and not just like we'll just continue to double down on Warframe forever because this thing prints money for us. Well, they're definitely going to support Warframe forever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, uh, pretty cool. Like some cool stuff. Uh 
coming down the line with that. I'm super interested in Soul Frame. People are saying that, or they're saying that they should have something to show, like, people or, like, have the community try or play within a year, they're thinking. Which doesn't mean that that game's going to be out in a year, but maybe, like, I don't know, an alpha or demo or some preview or something will be. So that'll be interesting. I'm super interested in what they're going to do there. I really like Warframe. It's just I can't, I don't have the time to, like, really dig into that thing and that thing just keeps getting bigger and bigger every year <laughs> so at this point i'm so behind that it almost feels daunting and it almost makes me not want to go back to it at all and just be like yeah i've missed out but i have it installed maybe at some point maybe at some point i look at it uh we got some announcements uh from ubisoft uh today i think it was yeah today yeah. first off the avatar game is getting delayed into sometime after march 2023 okay so i guess they're gonna miss the uh release of the, movie. the release. release yeah Can't yeah that in um but, that you know, sucks sure, for them i'm sure all those uh avatar fans will will patiently wait for whatever this game is um from the little bit I was hearing, it sounds like this game looks really nice, but doesn't play very well. So it okay. sounds like it needs a delay based on that. Yep, yeah, for sure. Yes. Uh, we also got some updates on what's happening with uh, Assassin's Creed. Uh, currently, there's two Assassin's Creed titles in production. One called Project Rift, or Rift which is a standalone Valhalla game. Which I'm not exactly sure what that means, but maybe they're just going to make like a sequel to that specific one. Maybe kind of like Assassin's Creed 2 style back when they did sequels to oh, specific ones. Sure. They haven't done yeah. that for a while, so it, who, who really knows? It's a little bit of uncharted territory. And then Project Red, um, which it, there's conflicting reports about whether or not this one is going to be set in Asia. But this one will, however, be part of that Assassin's Creed Infinity concept that was talked mm. about a few months ago, which is their like live service, all encompassing Assassin's Creed title. Um, right. So not a ton of news on exactly what those are, but September 10th is when the next Ubisoft live stream is. So maybe we'll get some info on some of them later this uh, year. Uh, continuing on discord. Uh, Discord chat, voice chat, is came to Xbox. This is Xboxes this week, so you can now chat through Discord uh, while from your Xbox instead of using the Xbox Party chat. So there's that. Okay. Uh, they announced a new Dragon Ball title, which I'm just gonna say, if it's not a 2D Dragon Ball fighting game, uh, that means it's a bad video game. <laughs> um, so yep. I'm sure this game will suck. It's this was the one only of the ones on that leak list, by the that's way. That's why is, I bring it, it up. Is. Dragon Ball The Breakers was on that leak list, which seemed super fake, but I don't know. Maybe we're going to see more of those. Like, I mean, I the best way to, to do a fake is to have some real shit in there, though. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> of course, exactly. For sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I will also say, though, Dragon Ball The Breakers is a Dead by Daylight, like 4v1 style game. Where you and your friends oh, are like weird. fighting Frieza and stuff while it chases you around. Okay, they have Sorry, actually talked about awesome. this. I rem I've heard of this a few months ago. They were there were 
talks of this, but yeah, they didn't show anything. I don't know. That's I think this great. sounds bad, but it is no. A that's weird, great. It is Why a weird not? Twist. Um, <laughs> yeah. You can. I guess you can slap Dragon Ball Z on anything you want. I will reiterate again, though, when it comes to video games, if it's not a two D fighter. It's a bad video game if it involves Dragon Ball Z. I mean, probably, but yeah, like make me Frieza instead of Huntress. <laughs> and like make Goku restart a generator or whatever the fuck you do. You probably find I mean, the Dragon Balls, right? Based on the images I was looking at, you don't play as any of the Saiyans. You just play as like a bunch of humans that are just trying to delay like the, them getting them. Because like if on the cover for the game, it shows Dragon Ball versions of everyone, like Young Goku, Bulma, in, etc. In the trailer, you know, you see like Dragon Ball Z Goku's spirit, like help a, the <laughs> the player character do a blast. So I am assuming they're almost kind of like abilities in some way. Oh God! Okay, I, I don't even know, Weird. man. Ah, <clears throat> uh, okay. Sounds like a wild time at the very least. Yeah. Definitely something to keep your eye on. Uh, Minecraft came out and said that they don't support NFTs. They will not be allowing NFTs inside of Minecraft, which I thought was pretty cool. That's pretty funny big. That, funny that it was even needed to be said, but yeah. Honestly, like this is probably one of the biggest quote unquote metaverses so far. Like, uh, I definitely think it should have been said for sure. How is this in response guys? to some actual like mine nft world game or something like that some mod for minecraft that was using this was this it was in response to something in particular okay that i didn't know i i i'll take your word for it though I'm, i would not be surprised if there are several minecraft clones on line right now that support nfts that seems like a slam dunk for scamming people what might not be a scam though is a sequel to the mortal kombat movie True. That's been announced. Uh, the same director is returning, Simon McCoy. Uh, That's new. That hasn't been announced, but yes, that makes yeah, sense. Mortal Kombat is, uh, came out 2021, so it's, that's the one that's getting a sequel. Did either of you guys see that first one? The more a, recent one? No. Yeah. The there's first. an episode of TVP where it might be one of my most disappointing uh, oh, it, was it? I don't remember. Yeah, about. I can't remember what one it was, but it was in my top three. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's not great. Um, it's not the worst movie, but it's not great. So I don't know. I got to watch it for free on HBO Max, so I can't complain that much. Probably not the worst Mortal Kombat movie. Sure. Depends how much you like something being so bad that it's kind of funny. <laughs> or not because annihilation is fucking terrible but it's also kind of funny and how bad it is and this last story blizzard albany formerly known as vicarious visions or the devs of the tony hawks pro skater one plus two remake the qa department there have decided to unionize good for hey. them good um Right now, they're in the process of acting of asking uh, if Activision Blizzard will voluntarily uh, recognize them. I don't believe they are going to. Sure. <laughs> shocking. Right. Absolutely so shocking. Yeah. 
so they are working with outside sources similarly to how raven software did it if you remember raven software also within the activision blizzard family the qa department successfully unionized there i mean are we seeing are we seeing the snowball effect is this what's happening the dominoes yeah or set yeah, up God, I, hope so. I fucking yeah. hope so i'm just wondering if like you know five years from now we're gonna look back and be like remember when raven started it all and look where we are now and then you know that hot one's meme of Paul Rudd. Did you ever think yeah. we'd be here? Uh, that place. <laughs> um, who knows, but good for them and all the best luck. I'm sure they have an uphill battle. I'm assuming they're also yeah. like in talks with people at Raven to be like, yo, how do we do this? What are some shortcuts or some best practices that you guys ran into? Let's get this happening. Well, I thought I saw a tweet that there's like a company forming that is just setting up to help do this process for gaming companies now or something, sure. which At makes this point, sense. It's a gap that needs to be needed. Is it need to be to, for sure? Yep. So that's great. If that is what that was, I wish I had pulled it. That's going to do it for news. So let's do some questions. If you would like to send a question in, it's topdownperspective at gmail.com, at TDP Podcast on Twitter, the Discord channel, or John's P.O. Box. I'll read this first one from Lineback, who says, what's a game that only you, or very few others as well, seem to like? Hmm. Hmm. So many games have like a decent big audience online so this is yeah. pretty hard well the ones that come to my head it's like they have like a like a, a big fan not a big fan base and a very excited fan base but it's like very niche so it oh, seems okay. bigger but i know there's not a lot of hotel dusk fans out there sure that's a great one yep that's a good one yeah I know other people aren't referencing Muscle March as often as I am. That's very true. <laughs> Osser's Wrath. That one. That one might have the most that, fans. That think. one's that one's big. got fans. Yeah. Yeah. But I, fans. but in like the general populace of gamers, I doubt it. People that remember it for sure. Yeah. But that's the thing is the number of people who remember it is got to be pretty small and they're just they're like a vocal minority. Yeah, perhaps. I don't know, mm. man. I can't think of anything right now. Yeah, I feel like John, your like answer for this is usually like God hand. God hands the same situation as Oscar's wrath, basically, like yeah. those who know about it, love it. Vocal minority. Sure. Are there any games that you guys can think of, though, that, like, are not liked because, I don't know, it doesn't play amazingly? Like, not, uh, like, people forgot this to time or whatever, but actively like it people... it might be a bad game? People just, like, don't think about it because they don't like... They played it and hate it or don't like it or whatever. John, you could say 99 Nights. I was waiting for you to say it, to be perfectly honest. I'm waiting this entire question. Uh, I, I did realize one game, though. There's a game on the NES called Spot, which is basically just, like, Extreme Othello, which is actually really cool, but, like, no one knows about it because it's a weird-ass 7-Up mascot game. Sure, yeah. Okay. Babylon's Fall from the chat. What a great oh, answer, honestly. <laughs> I feel like I like Outriders more than most people. <laughs> Outriders is very good. 
if you don't take in any DLC. That DLC, I think, is overpriced for apparently what's very short. Oh, is it? Okay. (laughs) Apparently. Maybe it'll be on a discount by the time I free it. That's what I'm hoping for. Dude, actually, Anthem. I really liked Anthem, which is why it was a bummer that it was such garbage. (laughs) Okay. You know, I was also in the group of like, please fix Anthem. I would like Anthem to continue. There were some cool things there. I think I saw a headline this week that GameStop was selling copies of Anthem for one cent. Ooh. Oh, I liked Two Human. Okay. And I, lots of people fucking hate Two Human. <laughs> sure, yeah. Yeah. Hebrew Lantern writes, Would you pay $1,499.99 for a life-size Batman? I'm sorry, what? Actually, it's actually $1,049. $49, right, yes. yeah. Uh, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> it's made of foam? <laughs> what? Uh, Follow-up to that, what life-size character would you want in your house? I mean, a life-size Batman would be cool in my house. Not that I have the space for it. I think I'd I, want them to be in like an action pose, though, not just standing like this Batman is. Yeah, this is just like a neutral pose. And it's just like, OK, cool. I had a friend growing up who had a life sized Spider-Man statue that they won okay. on a radio contest. I think they sold it years ago, though, which is a bummer. Yeah, I don't want any of this shit in my place. Like, I don't want that. Maybe give me a house big enough where he can have his own room or something. Then sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This is the Batman room. If I have to see Batman standing like by my door every time I leave or come in or whatever, like, no, that's if I can put it somewhere where it's kind of a fun novelty and it's like, let's go see the Batman or whatever. It's like, yeah, here he is. And then I close the door or like the closet or whatever. And then that's that. Then I'm okay, sure. But I'm not paying a thousand dollars for that. My friend's brother would take the Spider-Man and put it kind of right over his bed while he was sleeping with like a mask on so that he would wake up to a Spider-Man kind of like hunched over him. (laughs) Um, I think it would be fun to have a life-size statue. I would definitely do silly things like put it near the window and like make a silhouette. So people walking by are like, is that a, is that a big Batman right there? Yeah. Home alone. That shit. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I don't have the space, so there's no way I would get one now, but if I had the space, yeah, I, Batman would be cool for sure. A Spider-Man would be cool. Um, See, my mind immediately like, goes troll mode. And it's like, oh man, what about a life-size Godzilla? Give yeah. me a life-size Godzilla statue. It won't fit in the house, but I can put it in the backyard, maybe. I would love one of those backyards. like 20 feet skeletons that Home Depot sells. Yeah, those, those are so sure. neat, but it's just like, how do you get that home and what do you do with it if yeah. you're done with it? What do you have to move? Do you like tie it to the top of the moving truck? I'm assuming you can disassemble them and the and the individual. Bones. I don't think you can. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, I'm assuming you can get delivery at the very least. Probably. Uh, Are there like any Pokemon that is like, yeah, Pikachu's a rat, so I'll have a life size rat thing in the corner there. That's probably fine. That, I mean, that would be yeah, way. That's easy a slippery slope because a lot of Pokemon are like really wide. Yeah. So it, it would take up like a lot of space. Like if you said like a Venusaur or something, that's taking up like the space of like three couches now. 
But like, you know, like a like a life size like Psyduck, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah, that'd be or fine. Or if his ha- if his hands are like on his head, and then there's like a glass table on top, so yeah. it's almost like a nightstand. Exactly. Sure. Okay. Yeah, and it glows in the dark. So yes, I would want a character in my house if they could also be furniture. That's fine. Okay. So what about what about a Snorlax replacing your couch? I mean that like they a, they sell those. Those are just beanbag yeah. Snorlaxes. Yeah. But those this exist. is this is like a hard, not hard, but it's not a beanbag. It's like a really like wide, like kind of like like it looks like a couch, but it's like this is clearly a Snorlax themed couch. Right. I mean, it's basically just the race car bed, right? But yeah, the Snorlax yeah. instead. Yeah. Would you do that? <laughs> no. <laughs> Ooh, the hesitation, though. I do like Snorlax, but it's because I'm a kindred spirit with Snorlax. (laughs) I mean, I'm just I'm now I'm just thinking of the meme of like, what if we kissed on the weird Snorlax couch? (laughs) Just kidding. Unless. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) All right. Next question comes from uh, VGC Kenny. Do you think we will have a last GameStop in the same vein as the last Blockbuster? No, because I bet head office, as someone who has worked there, would shut down all the stores at once. I, I was going to ask you guys. Bet that. Yeah. Yeah. Because the reason the last Blockbuster works still is because they just kind of like, I don't know, they kind of like closed. They stopped supporting places, but this place didn't really need the support. Right. So they just kept going. I no, mean, this, all, they the needed, last- all they needed was like movies they can just go to walmart to buy them set them up in rental cases and they're done like you can that stuff you can eventually just do on your own at a store you can't get new product in unless you have like a a proper like production line or a proper like uh, transportation line well i mean you could harder for a game store you could just go to walmart and buy the games and then resell them true but then like you're selling them for no profit sure for sure because there's yeah there's no rentals thing it, I, to make it clear, the last Blockbuster, it is an official one. It isn't just like yeah. a mom and pop thing. They do have a corporate connection. And that whole right. little the documentary on Netflix is about them hoping to get their contract renewed for another four years. Wait, I thought right. I thought straight up like Blockbuster as a company no longer existed, like not even the head office thing. Like there is actively no. still someone maintaining yeah, that. They still exist. That, yeah. Yeah. That lack last Blockbuster is an official Blockbuster. Yeah, my question to you guys, because you've worked there, is do you think GameStop would be the type of company to just be like, no, nah, fuck this, shut it down. No, I'm not re-signing you Absolutely. or whatever. Okay, Absolutely. that's what I figured. But I'm not going to pretend I know a lot about the like inner workings of higher up GameStop. Right. I worked there as like the lowest possible level for 15 months <laughs> sure. um, and never had to deal with any of that kind of stuff. I will say, though, this is a company that launched NFTs this last week. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. So just that's, I just wanted to put that out there. Oh, um, you know, I just realized we didn't even have the uh, the Square Enix NFT news that happened today on here. They're selling a physical figurine that comes with an NFT. Oh, great. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know yeah. about it. <laughs> it's a cloud. It got announced yesterday. I guess I, I assume Senio Comic Con is already right now. So we're going to have a bunch of news next week. Sure. Gotcha. But uh yeah they're selling like a cloud figurine and it you can buy it comes with a digital version of the figurine as well for like an extra 30 bucks or something like that i think we would get a last GameStop because they seem like the kind of company that like a cockroach would not want to die <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true um 
I do totally like I can also see John Slingham then just like sh- widespread shutting everything down. And because I feel like that's yeah. also how like every store works, right? You never, every company. Like, yeah. I feel like Blockbuster is the one where somehow through a weird set of scenarios, this has still existed. And I'm assuming it's because there must be somebody at corporate Blockbuster who just has like a weird level of nostalgia to keep this going or something because this never happens. Yeah, at least at least no, I like, can't think of any other store like there's not like a last Rogers video like you know? Toys R Us is the perfect example of like when if the company goes down because they're bankrupt, like they're all gone. They're all gone immediately. But even but well, you guys still have Toys R Us, but c- because Toys R Us can is a separate entity. Right. And we still get Toys R Us's around like, bo- like um, Black Friday. They just pop up for a month. Yeah, now it's a pop-up store because I think someone else bought the license apparently or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so, like that thing is kicking a dead horse like through and through. Yeah. So Meanwhile, here, it's still a store. It's still exactly what it was, basically. Right, yeah. It's literally Appar- just the U.S. branch that shut down. I'm seeing in the chat, they still have Toys R Us in Malaysia. So, yeah, it's go. just the U.S. branch. Uh, Boko writes, yesterday... I'm not sure which day that was exactly. Last Bible New Testament, a sp- spin-off from the Megami Tensei series, was released on Nintendo Switch. Before okay. this game was effectively lost to time since it was only playable through some Japanese flip phone services. What's a game or game series that's more or less lost that you'd like to see ported to new systems? Mm. I would love to see like a remaster of the Beautiful Joe games. Sure, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. There's a wide... Um, there's a big selection of Japanese phone-only games that would be sweet to get over here that are basically just, like, phone game versions or weird versions of, like, Capcom games for the most part. Capcom did a lot of phone games over there, so any of those would be great. Translated, of course. Um... I have the best answer, but I'm going to save it for the end because I don't want you guys to feel like you shouldn't answer. No, I I agree with Paul. There's so many mobile games that we didn't get or like that we that were only available on certain models of phones and stuff like that. There's like a Ninja Gaiden game that bridges between the NES ones and the modern ones. There's like a whole uh, not Kingdom Hearts Final Fantasy game before Crisis, I think it was called, that does the same thing. Like you play as the Turks for Final Fantasy seven. That is Uh, just shit like that. All right, and now the the actual correct answer to this question is one versus one hundred. That that yeah, the fact that that hasn't come back in some form is kind of crazy. That game was so cool. All right, uh, Rasterman Seven writes: The other day, I was having a discussion with someone after saying the Stanley Parable is a great game. To which he to with he replied, "It wasn't." due to some redundancies told in its message to the player, a metric he described as objective to measure how great a game is. While I don't agree with him, that got me thinking. What are some objective to measure objective uh, to measure how great slash terrible a game is? Say, for example, playability, business model, so on. So what objectively makes a game good or bad? Yeah. Uh, usually good controls, tight controls. Yeah, I feel like it needs to control well, like you are in a way yeah. that you like you are not fighting 
with the controls. Yeah. I'm just trying to think it, if, if, if there's an example where someone could counter on that. I feel like if you're struggling to play the game, you would have a hard time saying it's a good yeah. time. I don't think you can counter because like sub that's also subjective. <laughs> What people find is okay. As long as that person can interface with that game, then that's like the only real thing necessary for objective. Everything else is subjective, maybe. Yeah, it's hard because yeah. like, if you try to break down like, well, how do you objectively say a piece of art is good? You can't. That's the thing. I I, yeah, I guess you can't. But at least with the in order for it to be a game, you have to be able to interact with it, right? Yes, I think so. I mean, yeah. not necessarily, but usually, okay. because would, there okay. are some games that have like, say, their story mode is just like watching a cutscene. Like, I, but that's I feel like that's interacting. Watching the cutscene. Yeah, because I could because I would almost argue like a visual novel is just reading it. But that yeah. is my interaction with it is just reading it. Okay, so what do you what do you mean by not being able to interact with it then in that case? Because then that by that same logic, a movie is is a game. Is yeah. yeah, I guess I guess to make it a game, I have to be there's an input that I am doing. Yeah, that's mm, it. You have to, to have an it go input. forward. So in the visual yep. novel sense, I am hitting a to go to the next line. Yeah. And making some decisions usually. Yeah. I mean, even if there isn't at least there, that level of interactivity, I have done it so. Those like Black Mirror choose your own adventure ones are those are games. Yeah, for sure. I yeah. agree with that. Yeah, I think that's that's the only the only way to make it is can you interact with it? So that's a game. Yeah. So if I agree. Can, yeah, I mean, video game, it's an art form, so it's going to be, you know, 99 percent subjective, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think John is next. Sorry, I was yawning. Uh, Phantom Aegis writes in and says, Ahoy, TDB crew. What's a food you used to enjoy eating, but now have little to no desire to eat it? Ketchup. Yeah, I Mac fucking hate ketchup. Craft dinner. Wow, really? Sure. Oh, I'll, I'll still down a Dude, whole box of craft lactose dinner. lactose intolerance fucked me over. Can't do it anymore. Yeah, yeah I can see that. Understandable. might be it and i don't even dislike ketchup but i just have like yeah little little to no desire to eat it or have it on stuff yeah i used to eat ketchup i actively dislike it and won't eat stuff with it on it if i can help it so yeah it's definitely ketchup Sukusuku, it's finally happened. The suits at hollywood are diverting their full attention into video games they want to turn insert franchise here into a live action teen drama series <laughs> luckily they have asked you three to act as consultants what property do you think they'll have their eyes on first and how do you salvage it from being unwatchable what well, game would make a good teen drama a, a good live action teen drama series okay Okay, the easy answers are like your life is strange. Is life your is strange, yeah. right? Yeah, the, I was trying to think things. of something a little weirder, but yeah, yes, yeah, absolutely. Just, that's why I was getting those out of the way. Okay, yeah. I think those Hades could answer. be kind of cool. Hades could Hades be done pretty be well. Yeah. Yep. 
I feel like they would do stuff like Uncharted because I feel like they already half did that with the movie, making the characters younger. So they could even make like a Uncharted, the early years, like they did with young Indiana Jones. Okay, sure. Yeah, okay. the young Indiana Jones just lines it up right there for sure. I'm trying to think ones that aren't like really story based because Heidi's kind of you're just kind of leaning on the story because it, it has so many characters. Oh, Need for Speed Most Wanted. Got to get those. Got to get yeah. those pink slips. Didn't so they already like, kind of do that with the movie with Aaron Paul? Wasn't that more yeah. of a more of a I drama? I didn't see that movie. Yeah, so I didn't I don't see know. it either. <laughs> um, but that would be a teen drama. So he's like racing. So like Razor Callahan is like a senior yeah. at this school in like a Letterman <laughs> jacket that he has to eventually outrace. Yeah, and then the new kid comes from the new kid comes the city. School. I don't know. So this is just turning into <laughs> Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. I mean, it's yeah. literally just most wanted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How about a Plague Tale? <laughs> I, just, I, my, I don't see that being a I, teen drama. Rats. Po- post-apocalyptic plague, like a uh, like teen drama that could work. But I guess mainly sure you would, survival and stuff like that. They would have to make up some characters because there really is only kind of like two characters and then a few yeah. like ones that show up for like a chapter or two. Yeah, I hate that my mind always is like Tetris. Let give me a Tetris teen <laughs> drama. <laughs> so like is it's all about like, fitting in, man. I get well, it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it's an allegory yeah. for life. <laughs> it's all metaphors, baby. It's all metaphors. In my head was going into like a like making the line is them having sex and teens are like super horny. Yeah. Don't invite that guy. He's a square. <laughs> I don't know. This is so stupid. <laughs> and then you have like, you have a set of twins that are like the Z and S blocks. Yep, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Oh, I'm like so a into this. Dude. Ezekiel and Sam, the twins. <laughs> well, so then who's the main character? Is it the T block? I mean, it's the long, the straight. I don't think it can be a long straight. No, the line piece is the prep. The line piece is the prep. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's true. I think it has to be the T block. Well, I I guess you could do one of the like L ones, but. No, actually, I think Sean's right. I think it has to be the T block because they're the one that's always trying to fit in because they can spin around. They they, they have the special little something. Yeah, exactly. Their T spin gets them in their T spin technique. That's true. That's what gets them together with every group. And then they all have to work together to to come together to clear well, up space so before what is, everything gets too crowded the in the school spin, and they suffocate. What is the T-spin a metaphor for? Like, what is the person actually... You know what it's a metaphor for. Don't <laughs> ask boy. <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't going to touch that. <laughs> and then Paul with the last question here. T-Spin High is the name of the school. Okay, that's pretty great, actually. Uh, Lucas writes, final question. You can only have one paid streaming service for the next five years. Uh, example, HBO Max, Netflix, Disney Plus, etc., etc. You cannot watch or pirate any show that airs on any of the other streaming services for five years. What is the one you choose? I mean, in Canada, it's Disney Plus because that comes with like a bunch of shit right that's gonna get you your hulus that's gonna get you a bunch some of the hbo stuff netflix kind of sucks anyway so sure like that's it's probably definitely a- hard for down here so it would for down here like for me it would be probably a tie between disney plus and 
Hulu. HBO has got some good stuff too, though. But I do watch a lot of Hulu. Mm. It would probably be a toss-up between Disney Plus and Hulu for me. I don't use these services that often, but it would definitely be Disney Plus because it has like all the the Fox stuff, like Simpsons and Family Guy, yeah. etc. In Canada, I think that's an easy answer. Yeah, Canada is definitely a lot easier. Does Crave factor in as as an obstacle for you guys? Because I know Crave yeah. has a lot of this stuff. Yeah, yeah, it does, and that's HBO. That's our HBO Max uh, server as well. Right, but I think I think Crave gets some of the Hulu stuff down here as well. It gets Showtime as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I think I think yeah, Showtime I think goes through Hulu for us. I think. I think Crave's thing is that they don't do as much of the original content, right? They're more of a like they have some, but I don't think any of it's I know they have right I know they that. have some like Hulu originals, I, I believe. Well, I don't yeah. think they do their own original service. No, right. I think they're really just like a we get the licensing from other countries deal. That's yeah. a hard one. I feel like I guess if I have to pick if I have to pick Disney Plus. Yeah. And then for anybody that likes anime a lot, it's probably Crunchyroll, right? Yeah, I I guess. That's, for a certain person, that's an easy answer, I think. Uh, That's going to do it for questions this week. Again, if you'd like to send in questions for next week, topdownperspective at gmail.com, at TDP Podcast on Twitter, the Discord channel, or John's P.O. Box. What is your game of the week? I guess it's Forza Horizon 5 for me. Oh, definitely Power Wash Simulator. I've been thinking about it this whole time. Oh, my God. All the things that are washed. Um, mine is going to be Escape Academy. Uh, nice. And some things to look forward to. Our August TDP Plus poll is live, so go vote on what you would like to hear us discuss next month. And next week, our, we will be recording our Neon White episode of TDP Plus, so stay tuned for that. Otherwise, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you.